are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I am your host, Sean Garman. Here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And well, this has been uh, quite a week. Sorry, we're like a day late. Uh, Mark had a doctor's appointment, so uh, we had to do it a day later. But actually, it kind of worked out because we will be talking about Jim Ryan deciding to retire from PlayStation after 30 years. Uh, so we go in, be plenty to talk about there and, you know, where Sony is going forward with this. And then more more people are leaving some studios, some high-profile names, so we'll get into those. Uh, I've been playing EA Sports FC 24, get into what's new there, uh, some Liza P as well. Uh, Mark's been playing some more Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, there's some TGS stuff to talk about, Tokyo Game Show, that is. and are games not expensive enough, according to Capcom? We'll get in that. Hey, well, it is time now here for the housekeeping really quick. Uh, this is your first time listening, your 100th time listening. We do appreciate you. If it is the first time you're seeing us here and you like what you hear or watch, whether you watch on YouTube or Twitch or uh, you listen later on podcasts, you can go subscribe, like, follow, all that stuff on the YouTube channel or on Twitch. And not only will you get what we do here for video games, but you'll also get uh, the other stuff that we have on the network, W2 Network. So you'll get the router broadcasting uh, folks, which they do like basically anytime there is a uh, new movie that has come out, they pretty much do the review and also they do that with TV shows and stuff. Uh, so if, if you like all of your entertainment things in one place, uh, they pretty much cover that all for you here. So it's always awesome to have them uh, on the channel. And, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, the last thing they covered was Expendables 4 a couple of days ago. So if you've been looking at maybe I want to go to see, you know, watch that movie, don't know if I want to go to the theater, uh, go check out their review. They do great stuff over there. Uh, with that, also the latest Tata Keiki's out there. They talked about the Tell Your Rise anime and a few other things, uh, sort of gaming adjacent. You know, so much, so many gaming related animes out there now. Uh, you know, Nier has one. The Dragon Quest just had their uh, The Adventures of Die game that came out uh, actually today. So, you know, uh, if you want to, you watch the anime and want to play that, I don't know that maybe you need to go pay. Sixty dollars for it, but maybe it'll be something you can go buy thirty, pay thirty bucks for. But um, yeah, let's hopefully if uh, if you don't want to listen or watch, you can go listen with your ears later. We're on any podcasting that's available there. Um, so go ahead and find us, video games to the max, or if you want to go find one of the other folks, go do that and search them there, <clears throat> and you'll. Uh, You'll find us and be able to know out whenever we do a show. So uh, that being said, let's get on with this episode. And I guess let's go ahead and uh, start since there's a lot of, I guess, <laughs> things that are not like, I guess, super big with the, the gaming news. Let's let's start with being playing. How's that Tears of the Kingdom continuing for you there? Uh, it's OK. Uh, I still don't get like a lot of pleasure from it uh 
I completed the second dungeon, the water temple, or, yeah. I mean, I say second, but you can kind of, you know, attack those things any way you want. Combat, I still don't really like, but I think the thing I dislike about that game more is the item manipulation. Like, the whole thing is predicated on always trying to build these constructs, you know, with Ultra Hand. Like, you know, that's like the gravity thing. And it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. but winding shit up is terrible. Or, you know, even getting, like, a piece of you know, a piece of, like, lumber to be, like, one, you know, flat on the ground is an exercise in frustration. Sounds great. Yeah. I keep banging away at it. Uh, there's a few, I created, like, I looked at some guide that created some, like, death machine that can, like, take out anything, pretty much. Yeah, that was cool of, <clears throat> you kind of build whatever you want. Yeah, and... so, yeah, I built this thing, but, it, you know, it's such a hassle, because, first of all, like, it's like, okay, construct a metal box, put wheels on it, and then put this, like, construct head with a bunch of lasers on it. It's like, all right, cool. I built the box, but it's like, even putting, like, one wheel on it would, like, tumble it. And it's like, well, how am I supposed to put four wheels on You know, it's like, having to, like, rest this box up against this, like, stone for it not to, not to screw around. It's like, oh, my God, this is a mess. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not, you do technically have to, Kind of build it in a way that it would realistically be able to sustain yeah, itself. But, I mean, yeah, but like the fact that like it, it can't even you can't like freeze the object in place while you work on it. You know, it's always moving, or you know, the second you let up let the off the button, it starts tumbling or starts you know moving. So, speaking of speaking of messes, Jens and I are playing Saints Row. Ah, uh-huh, how is that? Uh it is a uh unmitigated disaster of a game the wow the online works fairly well although we have had a few glitches like he loaded into my game last night without his clothes Uh. his character was just like wearing her underwear i mean it wasn't like sexy or anything it's just like some like weird default underwear outfit but he's like where's my outfit (laughs) that game has like no like personality at all it's almost kind of impressive Considering Saints Row three and four, uh, goodness, the story is terrible. Like all the all your like roommate characters are kind of bad because like they're all in separate gangs, but like they all have like this like loyalty to each other for like no reason. Like there's no there's no intro or like no history of them being roommates or you know why they're such good friends. Wow, uh, that's shooting is like passable. I'm using like. I'm using the default pistol, and it seems like the most like, overpowered thing in the world, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah, it, it's just, like, incredibly low budget. It's like someone looked at a Saints Row game and thought, like, we can make that with 20 bucks and no voice act, like, no, like, discernible voice actors. And then and then you realize, wait a minute, the people who made Saints Row 3 and 4 also made this one. What the hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's also just kind of filled with busy work, you know, even more busy work than like the past game. It's a mess. Yeah. Like, top to like, we did like these uh, incubator missions last night, and it was like the first glimmer of creativity because it's like they gave you like new technology. Like, one is a hoverboard, and you're like supposed to smash cars with that. One is like, remember, do you ever play Perfect Dark? Yes. You remember the Farsight rifle? Like, that was a rifle that could like see through walls. Okay. Uh, they give you this thing that's like, okay, you can like deploy this force field and you can like shoot through walls. And that's, that's kind of neat, uh, but it's highly, it's highly situational. I doubt I'll use it much any, 
much after this mission. And the third one was they gave you like ball, like anti gravity grenades. Like you throw these footballs, they latch on the people, and then they like fly away. And I said, this is supremely stupid. So the, uh, there's nothing redeeming about this, uh, this game. Trying to think. No? <laughs> the, the co op reasonably works more than the ascent because we also finished that. And that was a mess of a game, technically. We we finished it. We finished the ascent in his game first, and that worked fine. And then we loaded into my game, and we beat the game three times. And my game, it glitched out all three times. Goodness. Yeah. So that was cool. Wow. And I also played a little Street Fighter Six. Uh, yo, it's Street Fighter. I can't figure out how their online system works, but. I played as Ryu. That was all right. <laughs> I haven't played a ton of that. I'll get in more yeah. into that when, once I can figure out. It's in, it's asking for me for, for some Capcom fighter ID, and I think like, I'm pretty sure I have that. But when I went yeah. to put in my email, like because it's like I'm, it's asking for a password, it's like, I don't fucking know, or you know, who knows? Right, yeah. this thing. you're not sure. <laughs> it didn't send an email to me like for resetting it, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, how's the football? <laughs> Uh, well, not as bad as uh, Saints Row for you. Uh, yeah. It's, but you know, let me just, I guess, right off the the bat here, it doesn't feel like they really tried to do a whole lot with this. Um, this kind of feels like what happens with um, the sports games when you start a new console generation. Uh, where they didn't strip out anything, but they didn't totally add anything that's like, oh, wow, I need to buy this game uh, either. So You, you say that, yeah. but like, it ain't a new game, or it's not like the PS5 well, is this game. I, mean, he, I, I know, but I, I'm saying like they didn't try to give you something that goes, oh, man, we really want you, if you haven't right. played FIFA in a while, like, oh, this new EA Sports FC thing, like, this is going to be different, you know? And this kind of felt like we're just trying to put out this game. It's the first one without uh, the FIFA name on it. Um, give you what you know. And then maybe next year we'll start doing something uh, yeah. fresh. I doubt um, it. It's, a t- yeah, it's, a I, EA, it's an EA Sports game. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I you know I I don't know like exactly what uh people want but they they did add some things in here with the like your the players you know cuz I keep using this for like the last I guess three or four versions of FIFA they've had that hyper motion technology thing and this year they continue that but they also added this thing that like where the players all have these different pluses on well not all the players but the the big players the players that are you the know of quality players. the premier players have it's just like the GTA cars from GTA five or whatever the right they cars. they have these things that allow them to kind of stand out more where let's say you have the like a like one of your your biggest thing is that you shoot well. Right. So like, let's say the striker, like uh, Erling Holland, for example, or Harry Kane have this like little plus on their name that all of a sudden when you use the little shot, like, you know, last year they introduced the like super shot thing. Well, now that super shot thing will trigger faster 
there's not this slowdown that happens where it's like really obvious you can come and hit the player. If it's one of these players like Holland or Kane or whatever, they're going to pop it off fast and you're not, it's going to be like a regular shot for them. So, and I had that with one of my players I didn't even know that had it. Um, and all of a sudden you'll figure it out because at the end of the, uh, when they do the replay for the goal, it'll do that little hyper motion thing first. And then you'll be able to tell like the same thing with uh, there's people that have like great crossing ability. So a lot of their crosses will go exactly right to the goal. It doesn't matter where they cross them, which is a little bit game breaking, obviously, but it makes you want to go and get those players, uh, especially play ultimate team uh, where you obviously have the ability to go and get those players and cards. Um, you can, you can do that. As far as gameplay goes, a lot of it's the same. Most of it's the same. Uh, the only other thing that really changes this year, and it's the big change. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people don't like it for the aesthetic reasons that obviously they're making you have to deal with. There's more cards available. There's people that don't like it because they think that women shouldn't be playing with men at all, which I think is stupid. But that's another... That's what the WWE thinks. <laughs> yeah, it's like... No, but it's like, okay, we're not talking about you can go and, and play with... um you know, Beth Mead and put her in the men's Chelsea team and go and play as Chelsea for that whole year. We're talking about them being an ultimate team, which is basically glorified. Uh, they have that, you know, EA has that Volta thing, which is their street soccer equivalent thing. Instead of making an EA street, they just added a street football mode and they call it Volta and you can play that. Uh, however you like with people and they keep adding things like they added mini games and things like that. I really haven't played the Volta mode really yet. I've just played uh, ultimate team and then the career mode that I always play, which I think they've, they've changed one. I'll talk about the things they changed with career mode in a second, but the, the thing with ultimate team is that now obviously you're going to get men and female players in these packs. So the people that are upset because now it's going to take longer for you to get the better cards in these packs, I kind of understand if you don't want to play with the, the women characters. But I think that that's outside of goalkeeper. I think that's kind of stupid because there's a, actually, aside from the Otto Her Herrenberg character who has been taken out because she has a glitch where she loses the ball constantly, all the other women, I have women characters in my ultimate team. They all play great. I don't know how they, you know, they're not further inferior or less inferior because they're women characters. They play just as well. They shoot the ball just as well. They can cross just as well. Um, it's actually fun to play with them because a lot of them are faster. So you're going to get around the players faster uh, and be able to create better shots when you're playing against actual people that know how to play, not just the AI <laughs> that's based on the difficulty that you're playing on that can actually make a difference there. So I do think that it adds a different dynamic to that mode as in the gameplay part of it. It's actually fun. And I feel like it's actually cool. You can have different setups for your teams and it's still, it also adds to your chemistry because, you know, the whole point of our ultimate team is having the best chemistry with your team. And if they're the, from the same country or they play in the same team, like, you know, a lot of the English teams have, uh, or let's say Barcelona, whatever, they have a women's Barcelona team, a women's Manchester City team. So if you have Erling Holland and you also have uh, uh, 
a, a women's character that plays for Manchester City's women's team, that adds chemistry as well. So, you know, it's it's a cool new wrinkle that they added in the Ultimate Team. Again, the card part, I understand. It's already hard enough to get the cards you want uh, without serious grinding or paying. And I get that part. It's annoying. You want to be able to make the team you want faster so you can start playing and earning things that you want or uh, playing in the tournaments or playing in the, the seasons or whatever. It's it's difficult because right now uh, that's hard when you first start out, right? So the career mode, uh, really what they they change is for some of the players um they added these ridiculous like uh which i'm sure that stuff can get patched out but they've they've added some of these objectives that are kind of not uh consistent with what you actually need to be doing uh for the manager stuff it doesn't feel like they added most of that still saying you know it's staying consistent for the most part uh the thing that they changed what it seems like to me that wasn't in there last year is that they added these uh, more like tactical things in here. Like, so now when you start the career mode, you have to, for the manager anyway, you have to go and uh, pay for these coaches that will maximize out certain positions. And depending on which ones you select, obviously you can spend more money on your coaches. So it's basically a way that now your budget is a bit stricter because you have to pay some of these coaches money so you can't spend as much money on players or scouts or whatever. Um, so if you, let's say you're not using one of these big ass, these big teams like the Manchester clubs or uh, Liverpool or whatever that have money out the wazoo, they can buy anybody. Uh, like I chose Fulham, which is more of like a mid table team and they actually have a budget and I had to go through and, and pay some of these coaches and you have to have, you don't have to have any, it's up to you. But apparently it does like help them as you go on through the season, get better. There's uh, the training regimens change depending on who you have and all that stuff. It's a lot of technical things that um, some of it kind of just didn't make sense to me. I appreciate them doing more things like this to kind of make it more and more like the actual uh, what it would be like if you were the manager of a team. Um, but you know, some of that stuff is, I think, beyond kind of most people. Uh, if you're just playing, most people are just going to play Ultimate Team. They're going to do this or they're going to play with their friends or uh, whatever. But look, if you're one of these people that has to own every season of uh, EA Sports that it's now going to be called, uh, I guess go ahead and buy this. It's functional. It works. It does what it's supposed to do. It, uh, there's also... The thing that all the other FIFA games have been delisted now. So this is the only, uh, outside of going to GameStop and buying the disc version of every for, FIFA. For four or, bucks or, or for whatever. Two, more like yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, they're not going to get updated anymore either. So you're not right. going to get the um, the updates and things like that. But uh, what I would suggest is that maybe go and try to find FIFA 23 cheap somewhere. Uh, you can also still play FIFA 23 and 22, I think, on EA Play if you have Game Pass. So there's not a need to, oh, crap, well, I can't go buy. You just won't be able to go on your digital store and buy the other games now, 
which is understandable. That license, they're done with it, right? So now every game is going to have the EA Sports name on it. Um, it's weird because it's still continuing that line, right? It's technically restarting, but it's technically not because they're still using all the same things. Uh, the only thing that is a little bit different too also is that uh, there are some leagues that are now no longer uh, associated with this this game. So, uh, like, if you're a big player of the Mexican League, that league is no longer in this game at all. So just be ready for that. Like, a lot of the, the Mexican players were listed as free agents, and I had to go find – because I always uh, – when I make my manager team, I like to go and trade out players and, and go find players that are, like, American or just from, like, CONCACAF. So I found that a lot of the Mexican players were like around and free agents uh, that that weren't on actual teams already. So uh, just to be prepared, there are leagues that are not in this game that have been in the in the games before. Uh, they did add that Saudi Pro League in here now. So all the big stars that left the European leagues last year that joined that Saudi Pro League, that Saudi Pro League is in this game now. So you can still go play with Ronaldo and uh, Benzema and everybody else. So. Uh, just letting you know that as well, that that league is now part of uh, EA Sports, whatever. Um, they haven't really talked about if they're gonna what they're if they're gonna add anything this year or whatever yet. But um, the game is technically out tomorrow now uh, for everybody else that didn't want to pay the Ultimate Edition or whatever. So I'm sure that Ultimate Team will now have a crazy different meta and all the stuff will get changed and there'll be a lot more found about the game. But in my week early time that I've had with it, it's been fun. But again, it's, if you have FIFA 23 outside of the fact that it's not going to get updated anymore, I don't know that you need to rush and buy this, but there is that thing of it isn't continuing anymore. So maybe people will have to be kind of guilted into buying FC 24. You yeah. never have to rush to buy a sports game because they're all the same. <laughs> well, yes, if they're the same. I'm just saying you don't have to rush and buy it, but there's people that, you know, they see the new game, they want it, whatever, uh, or especially this one because, again, all the other FIFAs have been delisted now. So that that's the, uh, the difference there, I guess. But um, another game I've been playing here is uh, Liza P., I played a little bit of it. I beat the first like mini boss, or I don't know if that's considered the first boss of the game. Uh, the one that was in the demo. Uh, so it took me a, a little bit to beat him because I'm I don't play these games at all normally. Yeah, uh, I imagine once you get stuck on a, I, I'm gonna really hard boss, you're gonna say fuck it and give up. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's it's enjoyable. Like um, I I like it just because it's it's different. Like it's not something that I play a lot. I like the aesthetic of uh the the world it's kind of grim and um i like it because it actually has kind of i mean i haven't played it i played the demo obviously but it actually kind of has a story or has an interesting yeah world. it has some like, of the pinocchio in there because like yeah. you know yens will say dark side or dark uh dark souls has a story or elden ring has a story it's like not not really right so right it's very it, piecemeal yeah, or it's so off to the side, it doesn't fucking matter at all. And even, like, Remnant had a story, and it was kind of interesting to, like, dig into it or, like, really try to find it to get see it at all, so. Yeah, it you know, that's what I like is immediately they already talk about Geppetto. Immediately they talk about, 
they call him Jiminy, but your character calls it Gemini. So yeah. it's spelled Gemini. Um, they have other kind of allusions to it with like the horse head uh, stuff, right. you know, like with the donkey from the the story. So I like that. I like the fact that it's instantly kind of recognizable. There are some things in there uh, that you can, if you know the Pinocchio story at all, it's, it is kind of interesting in that way. Uh, the game is, um, it's hard, obviously. Uh, obviously, that's going to vary for people that are Dark Souls players. Uh, from what I can tell, it seems like this is getting more of a Bloodborne vibe, the way it plays, than, uh, say, a Dark Souls. Uh, it's a lot more dodging than, uh, there is parrying in the game, but the parrying is... Like you, you have to be super specific with it. Whereas it's yeah. very easy to just press the dodge button and either actually dodge roll or just kind of strafe to the left or the yeah, right. Back step, yeah. Um. So I've had fun with that. Like uh, that boss, you know, the the little the the um the kind of like ancillary enemy characters that you fight, the like police officers and this guy with the sword that both times I fought him, you could do the thing where you can, if he doesn't see you from the back, you can do this like really crazy slash attack to kill him immediately. Uh, they're not difficult. It's just, you know, figuring out that, okay, slash a couple of times, he's going to try to hit me, dodge out of the way, hit him again. They're going to die. Um, they do have this, like the, this little power that you can use that you can build up and you can actually gain different ones, finding them throughout the, the world. If you press like L I used, I'm playing on an Xbox uh, with game pass. So like L and, and Y you can do this, like the, the super attack, or you can just use it as like, it powers up your weapon. There's three different yeah. weapons that they let you choose from at the beginning. And you can do that to attack the, the enemy. Like I said, I, um, I had fun uh, with uh, trying to kill that boss. It took me like five or six times to finally kill him. You do have to kind of figure out his his movements. And uh, they, because there's two different um, slashes, I guess you can do. There's the like more powerful slash. And then there's the one that's like kind of yeah, the mid slash. Yeah, heavy attack. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, it's good. I just like that, that whole world and the story in it. So I might actually like keep, going see how far i can go before i do hit that wall and if i want to keep going uh or not right so that's uh been enjoyable there and then just uh kept playing ever crisis i played the first little i guess extra story that they have which is like they're on the beach and cloud it i guess it gives you the excuse of seeing all the characters in the beach outfits they're trying to get you to do the roles for or the the draws and then there's this uh the enemy is like this tone berry that they stuffed inside of a watermelon. <laughs> you gotta beat him like three or four times. Uh so yeah, it's it's interesting, I guess. And then I started the first soldier campaign a little bit. Those characters that they have are kind of it really feels like they're just kind of thrown in there. Um they don't have the same kind of art style as the other characters do, so it's it's weird in a way, but obviously it is cool to kind of like learn about young Sephiroth or how before crisis core. So that's interesting, but that game keeps going along. They keep adding things to it, which is interesting. You know, it's neat. And 
they keep giving it stuff all the time. So I do appreciate that. Like they're not just asking you to pay. Uh, they are being nice about like giving you crystals and are giving you things for like logging in every day and for uh, doing certain things. They have the daily quests and weekly quests, stuff like that too. So uh, that game's enjoyable. It's a good like little time waster if you're somewhere and you can only like, like uh, I was, I had to be at a doctor's office uh, this week and it was a nice little thing to kind of kill time. Uh, so yeah, that game I think is, it serves its purpose uh, in a way. And I got early access to this um, rhythm game that's based off of the beat star game. I think I've talked about it before. So they made one that's like based off country music. Uh, you can pretty much guess it's the same. It's just as all country music in it. So yeah, that exists. If you want to go play that, that game is fun. Uh, it actually, it's funny because when I went back to play the other one, the track is not as fast. So I was like, I was having to retrain myself to like really, oh, I have to go slow. <laughs> and it messed me up a couple of times. Uh, yeah. But no, it's it's because uh, country has that part where it's slow, but when they do the solos and stuff, it goes really fast and it's fun. Um, so yeah, th that's another game you just play on your phone. If you like rhythm games, there you go. It does ask me like at the beginning if I have experience with guitar and rock, guitar and rock band, which is interesting. Um, I guess to kind of set my level where I'm at. So yeah, uh, I think that's out for everybody now that like this week they had sent me out like a beta thing where I could play it early. But yeah, that's uh, pretty much it for me. Let's get to the news. Yeah, <laughs> let's get to the news left. here. You spent so, 10 <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, let's uh, get into this thing with Jim Ryan, which was very unexpected. Uh, did not, we didn't see this coming at all as uh, he kind of just out of the blue announced that he was retiring. Uh, his reasoning is that, you know, he lives in the UK and then has to go work in the United States with PlayStation where they're, you know, settled now. Previously, they were their main business was in Japan. Uh, he's had various positions around uh, Sony and PlayStation. He's been with PlayStation, I think, officially like twenty years, and then the rest of it was Sony. Um, so, yeah, like this kind of came out of nowhere, and now they're having to do an interim CEO, uh, yeah. which is uh, Mr. Totoki Hiroki Totoki. Uh, effective like April 1st, 2024 is when Jim Ryan will officially be leaving. So he's not leaving immediately. He'll still be around, but Hiroki Totoki will kind of like shadow him until then. And then they're going to be having to figure out like the next course of action, even though they're, you know, they're on top right now. They're doing great. Um, Like what do you, obviously Jim Ryan was not like the most well-liked guy. Uh, what do you think? I guess his, his tenure is as he leaves and retires. I mean, I think it was decent. I think uh, the last guy, Layden, obviously was a lot more dynamic. Um, right. Like, he didn't... I mean, you can look at, like, the PS5 as Jim Ryan's baby, and it's like, well, he didn't fuck yes. it up, so that's good. Or, you know, it's not like the PS3. Yeah. I mean, um, he did have to kind of guide them through the pandemic time and all that stuff, and... Yeah. And he did push to make the PS5 more available now, so as far as the PS5 concerned, he really did get a win there. Right. Uh, I don't think it is software. That, that's a little hit or miss 
because Sony seems to only kind of make one game nowadays, like aside from like yeah. the sports, you know, baseball or, but you know, third person, single player action adventure. It's like, there are other genres and right. I don't know how well their pivot to live service games is actually going to work. Uh, That's going to be interesting now, right? Because that seemed to be another one of his babies. That seemed to be a thing that he was pushing for as somebody right. that is not, very uh consumer friendly he's much more about the money the money the money uh yeah. a lot of the things that sony used to do that was kind of more fine fan friendly kind of went away in the time that jim ryan has been the ceo um they did buy evo and all that stuff so they have like the fighting game sort of tournament things there but it felt like sony became much more of a corporate company in the time that he's been there so I'm I'm interested to see if now that you have kind of more of a Japanese focus again with the company, if they will continue down this road of going the multi-service route, or are they going to pivot back into some of those genres that they weren't in um, before? Like I'm I'm interested to see if they do change anything now that he's right. not there. Um, like you, okay, you mentioned them needing to go into into other genres. Like, what do you think that they they need to go into or you know they have plenty of old genres or plenty of old franchises they could always bring back like wipe out uh mainly just right. wipe out <laughs> uh, so metal, calm, you know yeah uh, jet moto or you know a bunch of like like racing games or uh like bring back socom or resistance like first person shooters they don't do those right you know just a bunch of stuff or you know it's the same thing as I mean, really, it's the same thing as Microsoft. Like, I think I saw Phil Spencer saying, "Like, oh, we, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be good to bring back Microsoft." It's like, yes, oh, uh, you've been running that division for a while. Why don't you do that? Or, you know, why wasn't that? I mean, you could have said that four years ago. Well, I mean, yeah. technically, the studio that is doing did that game is doing World of Tanks now, so that wouldn't be the same studio. They would have to assign a studio that. Right, it's really and, being signed for something else to make that game. And really, the problem is also like Microsoft is really bad with that stuff. As far as yeah, you know, we're gonna bring you know, remember Phantom Dust <laughs> or look at like the, the well, look the, at Perfect Dark, right? They're having problems yeah. with that studio that's making Perfect Dark. So or even yeah, the other one was uh, Fable. Like yeah, Fable. Yeah, I mean so. Fable seems to be going okay. Just. Um, that's, that's the thing is like, uh, same thing when we brought up the whole Banjo-Kazooie thing, right? They, they don't really have that many people at Rare that right. still know anything about that game. So it, it'll be interesting now when you do Activision Blizzard and you have Toys for Bob, would you put them on a Banjo-Kazooie game right. uh, and be able to make so, that? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, make it, if you, so if you make a good HD version of Jump and Flash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean... He kind of homogenized the PS5's lineup a little, but mm -hmm. most of those games still sell well or, do, you know, do well. So I guess that's not an entirely bad thing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing, like, right? Uh, they went that way because those games tend to do well. You know, look at Horizon, and now they keep building more things with Horizon, right? Not Probably not all of them are going to work. Uh, especially that multiplayer one. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, you know, God of War, Last of Us, 
right. all that, all the Spider-Man, all that, all those games are very in the same vein. Yeah. Uh, obviously different properties and all that. So that, yeah, we'll see what, what do they do now that uh, Mr. Totoki is going to be the, the head man. It seems like until they get a different CEO, don't know if that CEO is going to come from somewhere else. Um, you know, he was the, he was the head of like all marketing as well at that point. Uh, so are they going to get another sort of like American or European type uh, person to lead that? Or are they going to stay with the Japanese focus? I think now that they're situated in America, mostly it seems like they're going to probably go that route. Like they had Jack Trenton before uh, and then Sean Layden as well. So, I, you know I would who, think that, yeah. You know who they'll Go bring on. back? Phil Harrison. <laughs> oh no! Please don't. Uh, you find a way to tank your your system faster. <laughs> bring him back. Um, yeah, I mean, look, this is going to be an interesting time for Sony. Uh, obviously, they they have a lot of things going on with their pivot to live service. Uh, you know, they have all these these franchises now that they have to continue doing right uh, that that we just mentioned yeah but yeah i do hope they bring back some of these um the twisted metal show is doing well enough that uh and then it seems like people are kind of interested in the ip again so would they do it that could be a live service game itself right um as much as we don't like that term it, it is i mean twisted metal guy kind of would make sense because it could almost be like you know, F-099 or some Battle Royale game or something. Yeah. You, know, you, could, you could, you know, design your own car, put weapons on it, and then go at it. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they would get somebody to work on, you know, either Sly Cooper or Jack and Daxter or something like that that has, a like, a mascot game aside from Ratchet and Clank. Um, like another uh, PlayStation All-Stars thing. Yeah, I could do that. I mean, I guess technically you have more more characters than you did the first time you tried to make it. Yeah. So I guess you could technically do that. Um, I wonder what they're going to do with, are they going to keep doing third party stuff or are they going to try to go more of the Xbox route and try to do more PlayStation plus all of that is going to be something that we're going to have to just kind of see what happens. Uh, right now it's so early. It literally just was announced yesterday to be able to, know what they're going to do. Um, but there is a, uh, a very interesting article, uh, from Christopher during on gamesindustry.biz that I think people may, uh, be able to, people should go and read because it kind of says a lot of the things that I've been saying as well of just, this is actually very important for Sony, like what route they go down and who they decide to have be that next person that takes over. So, yeah, it's it's going to be very important whenever that does happen, what route they do uh, go down with this, and and we'll see what, what decisions Sony makes. Do they try to go and make that splash big-time purchase, right, that right now it feels like they're not doing, but would they ever pull the trigger on a Square Enix or something like that and just be like, oh, well, y'all are totally in-house now, so... Yeah, that's that's one of the things to make a make a big choice about. Yeah, or I don't know, maybe they'll go and uh, try to. Well, they can't. I think Tencent owns them, but 
if if we are going to talk about more people leaving, Hideki Kamiya is also leaving Platinum Games, and I mean he's a big part of Platinum Games. He's he's been the ones that's kind of been the leader in uh, the games they've been making lately. You know, with Bayonetta and Astral Chain. Yeah, uh, and then you know before that he worked on Resident Evil 2, Devil May Cry, Akami, Beautiful Joe. So he's obviously um, he has a big reputation for being a silly on on Twitter and social media, but he's obviously a, a huge name that is leaving Platinum. Uh, like, what do you what do you think about this? Do you think this means a lot for Platinum that he's leaving, or I think it could uh, because. Yeah, like he was one of the more the one of the bigger creative forces at Platinum. Um I and it's not like I mean his games aren't always great. I'll I'll be the first to say that, but his games have a better track record than their non games at Platinum for the most part. Like right. uh, you know, Wonderful One O One or you know oh no, he actually did write that. Uh you know, Anarchy Reigns. Uh yeah. Because it still has that platinum style that we're kind of all we're kind yeah. of used to. Right? I don't know, it's kind of interesting. I, I you have to wonder why. Like to me, I imagine he probably wasn't super happy with how Bayonetta three turned out, and having it essentially like locked to the switch probably didn't help. He does kind of tease it in his statement that he makes. Yeah, uh, he says something about. You know, um, that I don't know if I'll be able to continue to make the games to live up to that belief. Uh, I don't have a form of success, but I'm committed to be aiming for it. I wonder if because Astral Chain and Bayonetta 3 didn't sell right extremely well. And also, that, like you said, they were locked on the Switch. Um, Astral Chain, I could see not selling well just because it's, it's a, a new IP. IP. Yeah. And it. Is kind of off-putting, or like they didn't really do a good job of explaining what the hell you're doing in that game. Uh, like I just remember, like you have two main characters, and I think they ride motorcycles in some cyberpunk yes. looking, you know, world or whatever. And I was like, uh, okay, but you know, Bayonetta three, that's obviously a big franchise now, kind of, but it had a lot of issues on the Switch. Like it wasn't like Bayonetta two, so yeah. And then they also released that um, the Bayonetta. Origin like side game, yeah, as well this Origin. Year, yep, which yep. that's actually good, but I'm sure it didn't sell well because it was released in the middle of a bunch of other games coming out. And, uh, see, I, I can see yeah. why, like, because Nintendo publishes Bayonetta, I think they might even own it at this point. I'm not entirely sure how that works. Well, Nintendo's the one giving them the money, right? So, so like, yeah, I could see Bayonetta 3 not showing up on the on Xbox or PS5. I mean, obviously. But if there was Bayonetta 3 on PC, that would be quite nice. <laughs> right. I agree with you. Um, yeah, I, I do wonder exactly why. Like, I, I wonder if maybe they said, look, we're going to go in a different direction. Right. Uh, and he said, oh, man, if I can't make the games that I I like making, then, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to keep being here. And interesting because they were working on that project GG. And then now what's going to happen with that? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. He's yeah. one of the more obviously outspoken or you know creative guys there. I mean, it'd be the equivalent of like Sam Lake leaving Remedy or something like that. Yeah, like, well, like the company still exists, but the main guy there is now gone. So yeah, or like 
Mm-hmm. Like Miyamoto, whenever he does like retire, you know. Like, well, that'll be retired. Yeah. It's not like Nintendo's firing him, or you know, like. Yeah, but I mean, I, like, whenever he's finally not doing anything creatively with them, there we're probably going to see a difference in the Mario games or the Zelda games. I actually imagine Miyamoto will be working at Nintendo until he dies. Let's find him <laughs> slumped in slumped in an office chair somewhere. <laughs> like, and it's not, it's not, it's not. I'm not denigrating him or anything, but it's like I just they won't they'll never let him go. <laughs> well, maybe he he won't. Like maybe right. he just feels like my life is enriched by doing all this stuff, so he wants to keep doing it as long as he possibly can until he is not able to do so. Right. Uh, one more uh, person that is leaving their post that is kind of uh, important to the company that he's with is uh, Glenn Schofield leaving uh, Striking Distance, which is a company that made Callisto Protocol. Uh, and yeah, uh, this wouldn't be the first time he also left after he made Death Space. Uh, so. It's not hugely surprising because yeah. I think, I mean, Closer Protocol kind of bombed. Like it sold right two million copies, but I think they needed five million to break even, uh, and they already had like a round of layoffs there a few months ago. Um, so who knows if that studio even continues to go on? Like, if they make a Callisto Protocol two or something else. <laughs> yeah, that that's what's difficult sometimes. Like people go, oh, why isn't there? Um... Why isn't there AAA like indie stuff? Right. And it's like that's exactly why because you don't you don't get that um without the publisher that can afford to take the hit. Yeah. If it doesn't sell well and, and that's what happened. This this got a lot of hype but then it wasn't that good of a game. It wound up not selling and what they dead, needed to. Yeah. The Dead Space remake also ate its lunch. <laughs> yeah, the Dead Space remake coming out literally like what a month or two after yeah. this game came out, which they moved this game around to try to make sure that it came out before that Dead Space remake. And then look what happened, right? It didn't didn't really matter yeah. that much either. So that's yeah, that's a big problem, and now it's coming to PlayStation Plus. <laughs> also, interesting that he's he's leaving, and that game is coming to PlayStation Plus, along with Farming Simulator 22 and Weird West, which that, that, that was a decent game. That's the one big reason, one of the main, main reasons uh, Jens wants to play Saints Row because it's Volition's last game. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, based on this game, I can see why it's their last game. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I can see that. Um. It yeah, it sucks to see. Uh, it's funny that Steve uh, Papalustis is also going to replace him because he replaced him when he left <laughs> EA as well. So yeah. interesting. But you know, he says it's bittersweet, but he knows the studio's going to be in excellent hands. But that's the thing. Uh, he knows he'll get work anywhere because who he is. But will the people that also work at that studio that he left continue to right. get work? After Unless that. he brings him over. I mean, you know, he could could do that, I, I guess. I guess, yeah, I guess he could. But we don't know if he's going to make another studio or he's just going to uh, go back to EA. Into the sunset or, <laughs> right. you know, whatever. So um, that's, that's the thing. Like, not always does somebody just leave a studio and then make something else. Sometimes they just don't. 
Yep. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what he winds up doing and what ends up happening with striking distance as a result as well. Um, but yeah, just uh, really quick, because this kind of came out this morning, uh, Sega canceled its extraction shooter hyenas uh, and some other games, and they're going to be unfortunately laying off people at creative assembly. Uh, they actually have not come out with their latest game yet. Total war Pharaoh. Uh, that comes out on October 11th, uh, but they were supposedly working on some new action game and some other projects, which we don't know if those are some of the projects that have been canceled by Sega, but yeah. Sega is kind of doing okay uh, right now with like a dragon and uh, the Sonic game that did well and the Sonic movies and all that stuff. So they probably feel like we can, uh, we can kind of, uh, I mean, you know, get rid of things. Did you ever see the gameplay of that hyenas thing? Like yes, it did. didn't, it didn't look good, or it didn't look no. interesting at all. And, I'm, I'm glad to see this though. Like we don't need a million extraction shooters. Like cancel right. things when you need to. Yeah. Uh, um, being, I, I wonder if this is going to lead to anybody kind of also taking a good look at some of the live server stuff they're doing and going, is this really going to move the needle? You know. Yeah. It, it's not like uh. It's not like any of the other ones are going away, even though Epic just increased the amount of money that you have to pay for V-Bucks for Fortnite. Uh, and they laid off people, unfortunately. Like, that game's not going anywhere. So, right. And some of these other ones are not going anywhere either. So, yeah. Um, but I guess good on Sega for doing that. But they're fine. Uh, they just announced, you know, that Like a Dragon Gaiden is going to go to Game Pass. Uh, which is interesting. I did not think that they would. I guess out of the out of the three that they're releasing in a certain span, I guess I could kind of see why it makes the most sense because it's the least high profile of the three. Yeah, but uh, and also Ishin's going, but that's like at some point we don't know exactly when. But that already released this year. Um, like no, I played you, it. <laughs> yeah, do you? Yeah, you played it, reviewed it a lot. Um, yeah, I guess it's they probably feel like okay, we can kind of take the hit there, get some money from Xbox, and maybe they weren't expecting that game to sell as well. You think? Yeah, or it's probably seen as like not a budget game, but a like like it's literally called Guide In, so side story or yeah, exactly. It's a side story of what uh, Kiryu was doing in that the lat you know like a dragon. So yeah, yeah, but that's cool. At least it's a game that. You know, a lot of people will be playing, hopefully, and they'll, more more people that haven't played Like a Dragon, hopefully, will get inspired and play more Like a Dragon because of this. Um, yeah, uh, speaking of Xbox, while we're on that, we already talked about the, you know, Phil Spencer wanting to bring back Megasolt, uh, and what could happen with that. They get a some good news this week and then some bad news. Um, the UK has provisionally cleared the Microsoft Activision deal. So they were the final hurdles, presumably, until some other news that broke a couple of days ago. Uh, they like the the whole thing about Ubisoft owning the cloud gaming rights, and it to them it doesn't look like Microsoft is going to be able to go back on that deal or whatever without a bunch of hurdles. So they have basically cleared it. Uh, they still have to kind of cons- you know go through a consultation on October sixth. Uh, and then make a final decision, but it looks like they're going to give it the okay, and then it will be available in the UK as well. However, 
the FTC has decided that they are going to keep pushing on this in-house and still challenge the this deal. And although Microsoft can still close on the 18th, they don't have to make another deal with Activision and then just kind of let this happen while the deal is closed. Um, there has been precedent before where deals have been made and then unmade because of the FTC breaking, uh, you know, getting a fair ruling or whatever. But honestly, God, I thought this was over. Yeah. Like, why? This is like, uh, you know, when somebody gets mad and they just do things on principle. Like, this is what this is. It's like, Lena Khan, you lost already. Your 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 cohorts in Congress got mad at you, told you that you're wasting people's money. There's literally grocery stores eating each other that removes the choice for people in large swaths of the country uh, that you're allowing to go through, but you're worried about a game company eating another game company, and they're trying everything they can to... Um, Obviously, Lena Khan has had this thing against big tech for a long time, and this is another one of those. So she's just trying to keep with that crusade. I don't think she's going to win here. And then again, you're going to be wasting people's money. So yeah. I don't know. It's just I don't know why we're even having to talk about this. I can't stand that this is continuing on. Uh, if people are going to do M&A, which, you know, interesting, the Capcom was like, if Microsoft comes tries to buy us, we're going to tell them no. Uh, and why would you agree to that? You're making a bunch of hell of a money. They just made uh, way more money than they made in a, in one year uh, ever. Right. Uh, but the more interesting thing that Capcom had to say, uh, a, you know, a, a big dev had to say, is that Capcom feels that games are not expensive enough. The games don't cost enough for how much they have to put in uh, in development. My my response to, would be, don't put so much into development then. <laughs> uh, interesting that you say that. Sean Layden also had that retort as well on X. He said that, yes, games cost 70 bucks or whatever. Uh, game development also is inflated. How about you do the same? Meet game development somewhere in the middle. Something's got to give. Uh, yes, there will be, though, we'll reach a point where you will really hurt the amount of sales you're going to get with your game if you keep raising the price. Although it never feels like nowadays a game is really just 60 or $70 because they have all these digital deluxe editions and special editions and all this stuff that they try to sell you. Also, something that Capcom is not doing themselves, they're not charging $70 for games yet. So why not do that first and see how that goes instead of complaining about games don't cost enough? Well, also with Capcom uh, specifically, like they have their own game engine they've been using for like six years. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure there are technical advancements with every like main game or like every few years or whatever. But, you know, they made their investment seven years ago or six years ago. And it's just different assets and different, you know, stuff like that. I mean, hell, Street Fighter Six is on the RE engine for Christ's sakes. So it's like you wouldn't you wouldn't expect that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I I mean, I guess 
their 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 argument would be better if it was like we, games are too expensive six you know seven years ago when they had to build the fucking end, but not anymore. It is interesting also that like uh, I don't know if you saw that Embracer article where he said that they I, I forgot who said it from Embracer, but they said that they pay more in fees to the different platforms like Steam, Xbox, yeah. PlayStation, Nintendo that what they spend on game development. So you know like at some point does i don't i don't see sony microsoft or steam lowering the the amount of money that they charge these people so like there's got to be something um going on if something's got to give eventually uh, it is interesting that like now epic has tried once more try to get more people to go exclusive to their platform and allowing people to oh there's a way you can get a hundred percent of your dev costs back if you Go exclusive to us, but how much does that affect how many you know how well your games are going to sell? Right. So that's that's the interesting part too as well. Like it's it, it's I think Capcom has a point, right? Could games eventually go to eighty dollars for AAA? Uh, that's U.S. Obviously, that's more when you get to these other countries that they they really do pay exorbitant amounts for these, for these games. I mean, um, it could, but it's like why does it why does why do you need to make triple A games? Make double A, or you know, like, game, yeah. you know, I think it's like, oh, they have to cater to gamers, you know, constant demand for better graphics, all that crap. But it's like, yeah, but gamers are also entitled babies. So if you make R, if you guys made R A nine using like the PS one Resident Evil two engine, you're like here you go, fuckers. <laughs> right, they are, but I think that's the problem. Right, is once you set that standard that all of these Resident Evil remakes that you're doing are going to be of this quality, and for the most but, part, aside from Resident Evil three, they have been like, oh, you you like, can't downgrade that now. Sure, but also they're all using the same game engine. Like it literally is just like, well, we got to make a Leon model that it looks like he's an RE4, and then you know recreate the levels and recreate all the enemies and stuff. But it's not like, oh, we got to build this from scratch. I'm sure like thirty hmm. percent of the work is already done. I mean, it's the same thing with like uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and you know remake. Like the reason yeah. it took so goddamn long is because with what the remake specifically is because like, Oh, we have to build this from scratch entirely. Good right. luck. But then they also already have the assets so they can do rebirth a lot faster. Right. right? Yeah. That, that's so. why the, the next game uh, will only take six months to come out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting that like, this is, this is a thing when we just started raising prices, right? Like, it's not like, Oh, we're still at the $60 cycle and we're going to complain. And it's like, yo, everybody's raising prices at this point. Why don't you just do that too and see how it goes? And right. Stop complaining that we need to be paying $100 a game uh, because your dev costs are so much. Like, hey, look, I get it. Graphics keep going bigger and bigger. That Therefore, you have to keep investing more and more. But Hey, you know, I don't know, charge 20 bucks for that separate ways DLC instead of nine instead of 10. I don't know. You're the one setting the prices here. You just yeah. put out a DLC for 10 bucks. Like it's at some point it's your fault too, man. You're the one Well, I mean, unless pay. it's like that's like a you know an hour-long DLC or something. I don't think people would pay 20 bucks. But it's I think I actually think like if well, I thought you you're know, playing the game again as Ada. I think it's a full game. I thought uh, maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, but again, that, that's literally just like slapping a new character model, 
giving her a crossbow and going like, here you go. Uh, yeah. I actually think like they should, they should do it where it's like, if you want like the advanced graphical options for a game, you have to pay for it. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah. Like, Oh, like, Oh, okay. Perform If you want performance mode, you got to pay for that. Well, if you like, yeah, yeah, if you want ray tracing, you're like, all right, give us five bucks. <laughs> we, yeah, had to spend, I, we had to spend money making it. So, and that then they'll would, see that, like, man, no one cares. I don't know. We're going to have a whole can of worms there. Like, imagine if you start getting uh, that where, hey, you want real big graphical enhancements? Start yeah. paying five bucks for that. Like, right. Uh, and then they and then they'd see that no one cares. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, you don't. You'll see the amount of people that will actually pay for that, and then they don't. So, yeah. Uh, well, you know, we go from one company complaining about things to another company that uh, complains quite a bit, but they still announce new games. Uh, the Division Three is in early development, according to Ubisoft. Uh, Julian. Geraiti, the the uh, person that's the credit director on Star Wars Outlaws, is also the executive producer on this. Um, he's supposedly going to continue to work on Outlaws uh, while he kind of oversees this as well. It's not going to affect that they're saying, and and all that mumbo jumbo I mean, that usually happens. Yeah, I I really actually did like the Division One, and the Division Two suffered from like they kind of just gutted the story, or yeah they didn't have like a great story per se. So if they make the division three, wherever they said it, you know, Omaha, Nebraska or whatever, uh, that'd be kind of funny, funny actually, but if they had a lot more story, I'd give it a shot. But if, you know, they're like, eh, here you go. Here's more dark side, dark zone crap. And they're like, I'm good. <laughs> well, I mean, so you didn't like the dark zone for what I take then. No, I never. I think I did it like once or twice, but I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> so yeah, for you, you feel like it's a success if they add more story to it. Yeah, yeah that's all they need. And they, they uh, don't, they don't feel that way because they look at that uh, Division Heartland thing. It's that I think it actually is set in Nebraska. Yeah, but it's all. I think it's like all just more, you know, division stuff. It's like, well. I like having stories. Sure, I like character. You know, that is interesting that they're doing that Heartland thing, and then they're doing this also. And it's like, how I, many well, things of division are you going to be able to really realistically I, do? I mean, I imagine well, Heartland is just set, you know, in Middle America or you know, they, literally the Heartland. I imagine Division Three will be set in like L.A. or Chicago or some big city. You know, well, the last Division Two was set in like Washington. Yeah, DC. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, interesting how they're gonna go about that. Like, there was there anything else in Division Two that you felt like they they really need to improve or? No, like the gameplay was more or less. It was fine. It was the same kind of Division One, you know. Uh, but yeah, like just more story and like more. I would say, uh, like it had like incidental character. Like Division One had like, oh, you come upon this scene and it's like oh i can read this old cell phone and it like recreates this person's story for like a minute or two it's like that was cool and i don't think division two had any of that crap or very like very little of it yeah uh well it's a division three to be set in tampa or something and it'll just it'll still be it'll be like <laughs> hellfire or you know gang gang warfare but it's like the, the virus didn't hit here this is how florida really is <laughs> <laughs> Florida man does crazy things. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's all that's all that's left so we, we need that all right <laughs> so um yeah uh, division three is still is going to be happening uh another thing that is going to be happening is unity once again walking back <laughs> more of their stuff <laughs> Right, that they said they were going to do. Uh, so this is still occurring, uh, but they are now no longer charging per install fees for those using Unity Personal or Plus plans. The Unity runtime fee will only apply to Pro and Enterprise. So basically only the big games uh, are going to be charged for this. So basically they're just trying to make a fee off of you know Pokemon Go, Genshin Impact, all those, those big games that uh, maybe make the engine have to yeah, yeah, they just want to cut. Uh, and then we're also going to get, it's no longer going to apply to existing games. So anything made prior to January 1st, 2024 will no longer, anything that's released made prior to to that time won't be on this, which that's good. That's good. Should have been that way from the beginning. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. There's some, uh, I forget that, there's some futuristic racer uh, yes, uh, Neo Neognosis. Yeah, that uh, canceled. That's right. the first game that we know. Blitz, yeah, Ballistic that's been NG. canceled. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think. I honestly don't think Unity will recover from this period. You know, I think it's kind of done. Yeah, there's going to be people that are going to no longer trust Unity. They're not going to make any more games on Unity because of this, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't even if they cancel the whole thing. I mean, you could. Uh, I guess you could say you could argue because I, I know Unity was losing money for a few years. That like they were kind of having like a slow death, uh, but now it's very quick. <laughs> now it's very fast. Like you have to wonder if they'll even be like around next year. I don't think it'll be that tragic. I mean, they, they'll be yeah. around, but what were the what will their business look like? Because you have scores of developers leaving and. You know, they're bigger, they're bigger games going like, okay, we need to, we need to hire engineers ourselves or engine people to make our, you know, our own engine, like, yeah, uh, Genshin Impact or uh, Among Us. So, yep. Yep. Uh, they basically made it to where you have to get over a million gross or a million initial engagements. Yeah. That's a lot. Not, er not everybody does that. Uh, it's good that they keep pushing up the thresholds to make it to where only the bigger and bigger and bigger games are going to pay. But still, it's like this should have been exactly what he says in his apology, Mark Witten, is we should have spoken to more of you. We should have incorporated more of you in your feedback before announcing this runtime fee policy. Our goal with this policy is to ensure we can continue to support you today and tomorrow and keep deeply investing in our game engine. Look, like, like you said, like you just said, they were losing money, right? So they do need to continue to keep going. All right. So the policy uh, makes sense from that perspective. You just got to clue people in. <laughs> I mean, at that point, I, I would I would start questioning, like, what are the executive, you know, what's their payment? Like, what is John Riccatello making per year? Oh, you know what that dude is, is making a yeah, bunch of money. Like, exactly. Like, I, I would say start letting some of those people go and then you can and then i would i mean i would if they need money raise the price initially yeah you mean I, like at the subscriptions yeah or say not well if you're already locked in you're grandfathered in but it's like if you if you need to make a new game here's the new cost and right do away with this runtime thing because it's just 
insanity. Yeah, it's it's like that's the thing is had you just listened from the beginning, this is not so like here's the difference between like what Netflix does to this. Like yeah. this is the actual workers. Like these are the people that you don't have an engine without anybody making games on it. Right. Okay. So you you need to talk to them and explain to them like, hey, this is what we're trying to do. What do you think about it? What are oh, you don't like it? Okay, what can we like what, what can we play with? You know, like well, this is like, not like Netflix where they go, Oh, hey, you're gonna have to pay a dollar. And if you don't like it, you just cancel. Right. You know, it's like this is not a consumer facing thing. This is it affects consumers, but this is more of a developer thing. Like you you should have been talking to them from the beginning. And it's like or, uh, or ask them like how can I mean, ask developers, okay, we're losing money. Yeah. How would you suggest you, you know, we get money or, you know? Yeah. Like, what would you be okay with doing to help us get more money on every game or on every thing that, you know, and then you could talk to them and they could be like, okay, well, look, we'll, we'll be okay with paying like a dollar more or whatever the equivalent is yeah. for a game dev. We're okay with paying a little bit more if that helps you be able to keep your engine running longer or whatever, you know? But, like, if you don't talk to them at all and just announce it out of the blue, like, what happened here? Like, you don't give two craps. That Like, that's what – that's the entire problem with this is it made it look like you don't give two craps about the people that actually work with your engine. And so when you give that feeling off, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get more of the Ballistic NGs canceling. And maybe even bigger games than Ballistic NG. Uh, this is just them not being able to port it to Switch. But can you imagine they just they say we're not going to use you at all, or we're going to switch engines now because of what you did? And that's the problem. You didn't think about the the public PR that you have ruined yourself with because of right. this. So you might end up having to make cuts on some like not even be able to, to do this and then also like give them an, I'm sorry. Oh, here's a free, like, I don't know, year of unity because, well, I guess, uh, you know, one of Unity's like biggest company, not companies, but game, uh, groups, like not a fan group, but it was like somewhat official. I guess they yeah. just disbanded or like over the week, over the past week. Cause they're like, yeah, Unity's terrible now. Mm-hmm. Like with John. Yeah, exactly. There's just so many people that just don't trust it now because of that. And it's like, that's, that's not good. That's not good at all uh, for your, for your company. So yeah, Uh, I'm, it's going to be interesting if in the next week they just kill it completely. I don't, I don't know, but um, let's get on to what's coming out uh, this week uh, in games before we do the next episode, which we should be back to the Wednesday morning. Uh, episodes um, by then, but uh, yeah, we got a few things here. Uh, this Gaia is made a new game. This Gaia Seven. Uh, there is a demo out on the on the PS5, also for folks that uh, want to try it out that don't want to just buy it outright. Uh, this Gaia Seven Vows of the Virtuous comes out on October third. Uh, the Lamplighters League, which is a it's like um, a four person a co op. Game that's going to be on Game Pass. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 Dark Side Dark Tide is going to come to Xbox. The 14th Warhammer game of the year. <laughs> yeah. 
right um i don't let me see if there's anything else like coming in the next uh that cocoon game comes out on friday uh that's gonna be on game pass it's that like cool like indie game where you're kind of like moving around different worlds uh like i said ea sports fc finally releases to everybody uh tomorrow as well uh that infinity strash dragon quest adventures of die game just came out uh today uh, yeah oh speedstorm's finally coming out to pc at least yes and so Uh, is tony hawk one and two which will be yes will be good that is as well uh agreed um that pizza possum game's coming out as well yeah that's like a little indie game uh that looks cool so yeah Uh, and the counter-strike 2 is also officially out you can play that yep and there's an interesting thing where the game is free but you you can pay for like priority placement or priority servers yes uh that is kind of cool actually it's interesting that valve is is doing that yeah and then it's like i imagine if you're too much of a shithead they might just take it take that away um yeah we'll we'll see in the next week what is what is happening uh but uh, thank you everybody for joining us today hopefully if you enjoy what you heard or you saw you go subscribe follow whatever um whenever you get more than just us if you do it on the video side and we'll see y'all later bye